Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Today, we've got a good one for you. But before we get into it, just a quick word from our sponsors, Dudex. So Dudex is a new cryptocurrency derivatives trading platform that aims to provide a fair and professional experience for its users. With third-party market makers and no exchange token or internal trading desks, Dudex creates transparency and puts the customers first. A couple of the features on Dudex include 100x leverage trading, perpetual swaps without expiry date and daily settlement, 100,000 TPS per contract, and most importantly, no KYC. That's right, every crypto trader's favorite words, no KYC. Sign up with the link in the description below to start trading today and receive up to $100 in free Bitcoin when you make your first deposit. Happy trading, guys. All right, guys, before we get into it, I just want to remind you to hit the subscribe button below so that you can stay as up to date as possible. I'm dropping two episodes a week, and I want to make sure that you're hearing them as soon as they're out. Now to it. Uh, This is episode 55 of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. As always, it's your host, Charles, and today I'm going to be sitting down with Pierre to talk about altcoin trading. Uh, This is kind of Pierre's specialty, uh, so I thought I'd have him on to kind of give you guys some tips with this potentially upcoming alt season. I think it's a great episode. I think you guys are going to learn a lot. Uh, So let's hear from Pierre. Uh, So Pierre, before we start talking about your trading and altcoins, do you think you could just give us a little bit of background on yourself and what you were doing before you found cryptocurrencies? Well, uh, the thing is that I'm I'm still doing the the job I I was doing by then. I'm I'm not yet a full-time trader, so I would say that I'm actually doing the same thing that I was doing when I started uh, trading. Uh, Nothing has changed on that that part. I'm I'm just working two times more than I used to. Uh, but I would say that uh, I, I discovered cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin when I was studying. When I was studying in Stockholm, it was like in mid-2015, something like this. I was doing a one-year exchange. And yeah, I discovered Bitcoin from one of my teachers that was doing a uh, distributed and decentralized system classes. That was just basically a programming language uh, courses about Erlang for the Swedish people following. Uh, And yeah, I discovered that in 2015, but I was broke because I was a French student living in Stockholm. Uh, And then I jumped back to it in 2017 and I realized that uh, Bitcoin was already too expensive to accumulate just by buying, considering the capital that I had, that I couldn't mine because I'm living in France. Uh, And so I decided to start a trading and that's how I, I got into that. So I was actually going to ask if uh, you made your first investment, kind of watched the market and then got into trading. Because I know for a lot of people, yeah. they they buy it that's first. Like, they... Exactly. That's basically what happened. It was like it was more of some sort of, uh, you know, some people telling me, yo, my brother actually telling me, yo, did you have to check? You have to check Bitcoin. I know you know what it is, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like, yeah, OK, I, I'll buy some. And the more I bought, the more it goes up because it's 2017. And the more I'm like, damn, I want to have so much more than what I bought back then. And I was like, the thing is that I cannot 
buy that much. I don't have the the, the, inv the capital in investment, you know, to do so. And I was like, yeah, the, the only way to get more or actually try to get more is to start learning how to trade, start how to to trade altcoins and things like this. And that was both a great idea and a bad one <laughs> for a couple of months, years. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, I think it's the same case for a lot of people. You start buying some, especially in 2017, 2016, you start buying some and you see just keep keep on keeps pumping and keeps pumping and you you just want more you just want more and the only option you have is to either buy more or start trading as a french student you know you didn't have too much money so you thought okay i'm gonna start trading alts and that's how i'm yeah, gonna exactly. or exactly. you're gonna start trading and that's how you're gonna stack up your bitcoin yeah. um but when i it was exactly that i was just finishing my studies i was starting my my, my job that, I, that i'm still doing today but it, you know it was like it won't be enough if i want to have a real stack there we go so yeah you started trading can you now talk to us about your trading strategy so like what you trade the time frames yeah well to give a little bit of, of history I, I used to be mainly focused on bitcoin and and majors especially in 2018 in 2017 uh, i you, you could just basically write pretty much everything. I wouldn't call that trading, especially because I was a noob, really a, a big noob. Uh, 2018, I was mainly focused on Bitcoin and majors, and uh, it went quite okay, considering it was a bear market, but it wasn't, you know, I didn't have my, my edge. I didn't have my trading system yet defined. I was just basically following some calls on Twitter and, drawing random random patterns on the charts, switching from one style to another, switching from one time frame to another. And I think that the real the real uh, change and the real moment I started to understand uh, that it couldn't work that way and that trading wasn't easy and that you had to actually put time and, and work to understand the markets and to find a system that fits you, that fits your lifestyle, that fits your your uh, personality, either you're a patient person or not, either you're someone stressed or not, so either if you have anxiety, things like this. And uh, yeah, I think it was mid-2018, I started really grinding and reverse engineering charts from people like Main from, or, or, or Cred or people like this. And it's the moment I start, I decided to zoom out, uh, and then I switched to altcoins. Uh, so I would say that I'm a swing trader, as as, as you said. Uh, I basically only trade uh, high time frame charts from daily to to weekly. The lowest I go is basically H4, and it's only to have some sort of confirmations or to look for entries. Um, so yeah, yeah uh, I'm trading altcoins, uh, mostly on UOB for this entire year. Uh, I used to be, I used to spend a lot of time on Binance, but um, I'm, I'm more someone like shades chasing isolated trends. Uh, and that's basically where all the fun was in 2019. Uh, I don't know how much you want me to go into the details or not, but no, I think just uh, as a sort of general overview, I just wanted to give my audience an idea of, you know, oh, yeah. what, what you're trading. You talk about the fact that you're trading, you know, the one day, the one week, sometimes the four hour for, for confirmation. 
And uh, yeah, exactly. that was, you know, what I was going to ask you about was um, how do you find the time to trade and work at the same time? Because trading can be viewed as a full-time job, but it sounds like on these one day, these one week swings, it's a little bit easier to manage, you know, finding a position and then kind of just sitting it out or like sitting in it and waiting. Yeah, it, definitely that's, uh, it came from a conclusion that I, I used to try to scalp to do some intraday, intraday, you know, trading and things like this. And I realized that this is definitely not something that you can do without without first experience second a solid trading system and and yeah some time to dedicate to the market uh, and that's the moment i i realized i needed to zoom out uh, i needed to find trades that i could manage even if i'm working uh beside so yeah you, it's uh, it's quite a tricky thing it's basically for the last 12 months i would say i'm basically just working two jobs like i'm going to work between 8 to 9 a.m till uh, 6 7 p.m and then i i just grind till till market close at least so it's like 1 a.m so yeah it's and sometimes a little bit more i tend to have some troubles to get out of telegram and things like this so uh, I would say it's just, I just spend the time it needs on the market. I mean, I'm 25. It actually fits my life right now. I managed to do it. The day I realize I cannot do it anymore, I'll find another way of trading. That I think that's the biggest thing is finding the trading strategy that fits your lifestyle and who exactly. you are as a person. Uh, so it's nice that you've been able to find that. And I think it takes people a while to do that. Um, so you talk yeah. about the fact that you trade alts. Now you used to trade Bitcoin in the majors. Now you focus more on alts in these swing positions. So can you talk to us about why you decided to make that switch and trade alts? And then any differences you see between, you know, Bitcoin USD pairs and then Bitcoin alt pairs? Yeah, well, uh, I decided to focus on on altcoins mainly since I don't know something like um, April or yeah March or April this year. Basically, just because I realized I bought basically the Bitcoin bottom, and I was I didn't want it to to overtrade Bitcoin. I just wanted to let it ride. And I'm not a very great, uh, from experience, and I know myself, I'm not a very great, I'm not a very great uh, margin trader, leverage trader. Uh, uh, this is something I need to improve on, and I, I, knew, I know that if I wanted to, to keep stacking sets, uh, altcoins could be the, the, could do the trick. Um, and that's, I started uh, focusing on altcoins, and I realized that Despite a lot of people are saying, a lot of people are saying that that altcoin died in 2019, and that until maybe August or September, most of them were looking like shit, which is actually true. Uh, but it's all a question about knowing where to trade and what to trade. And when it comes to altcoin, especially this year, I definitely believe that many of them were looking prime. You just had to, to look at the right place. Basically, it was UOB this year. Maybe it will be Binance in the next couple of months. Um, and I think the rest of your question was the difference between uh, BTC uh, or altcoin USD pair and altcoin BTC pair, right? 
Yeah, do you see any difference when trading the two? Well, well the, the reason, uh, for example, the reason I was trading mainly majors in 2018, it was because these altcoins had USDT pair, and I have this basic strategy that I believe is common to a lot of traders to say that uh, in a bear market, I'm looking to stack USDT, <laughs> and in the bull market, I'm looking to stack Bitcoin. And in 2018, I wasn't already aware of all these, uh, let's just call them the way they are, all these shit coins that basically don't have Bitcoin pairs. And I was mainly focused on, on, on majors. But now that I, I consider, and I, I, even if Bitcoin took a serious hit during the last couple of months, I still consider that we are in the bull market for Bitcoin. And therefore, I'm. My only goal is to stack sets, so I'm just basically uh, trading Bitcoin BTC pairs. But sometimes, uh, that's the trick, sometimes I'm focused on USDT pair rather than Bitcoin pairs. Uh, for example, on the low sets coins, because the liquidity is better, is better, it's easier to enter, it's easier to exit, you don't have the huge gap between one set to another. Like for example, a 10 sat coin, uh, we'll need 10% to move one sat, etc., etc. Uh, and also, sometimes I'd rather have my stops on the USDT pair than on the Bitcoin pair, depending on the on the current states of the Bitcoin market. So I would say that in a Bitcoin bear market, the main goal, in my opinion, is to stack, is to stack USDT and Therefore, that's the reason why you should focus on BTC, on, U on USDT pair, on altcoins. And on the bull markets, if you want to stack Bitcoins, you're going to have to find a way to make gains on the BTC pairs. And that's the reason why I was saying that you need to find isolated trends and altcoins that are completely decorrelated with Bitcoin. Because you don't want to have a position that can easily get wrecked on a plus 2% of Bitcoin. You know, I, you know, I really like this idea that you have a very fluid trading system. You talk about stacking USD in a bear market and then switching when when we move into this bull market to stacking sats instead yeah. of USD. Um, and this idea that <clears throat> you figured out early, you're not a margin trader. You, you're, you haven't seen much success with it. And so your idea was, OK, well, I can stack more Bitcoin by trading these alts. And so that's what you moved your strategy into. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, go ahead. Yeah, I would say that indeed, the, the, I realized that I wasn't, uh, I mean, I, I definitely can trade. I definitely can margin trade and things like this, but it wasn't something I was, I, I, I know that I could do better with altcoins. And the, the, a lot of people who are surrounding me in this market, a lot of people I worked with are very good Altcoin traders, like for example, I, I often take the example of Nika, uh, G underscore Maker on Twitter for those for those that uh, that know him. Uh, he's basically the one that taught me the most this year because he he knows exactly how to find these altcoins completely uncorrelated with Bitcoin. The, the, what I was saying, and if you basically find a bit an altcoin that does 10% plus 10% the day Bitcoin does plus 5% you basically just margin trading Bitcoin, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it, yeah, I don't know.
No, I, you're pretty spot on there. I, I think that's what turned most people on to alt trading is this idea that yeah. they can, you know, compound the gains of Bitcoin. Say you're holding Bitcoin and it goes up 10%. Great, you've made 10%, but the number of Bitcoin you have hasn't changed at all. You take yeah. an alt that's up 10% in BTC at the same time, you know, you're, you're doubling, uh, doubling it up there. Um, and I think that's yeah. what the draw of altcoin trading is. And as we've yeah. seen on Twitter, you have absolutely been killing it. Uh, you know, you have charts up on a, on a pretty regular basis. Um, so this is kind of why I wanted to have you on. I wanted to talk about, you know, how others can see yeah. some success in alt trading. Um, but again, I think one of the biggest takeaways there was that you have a f somewhat fluid trading method where you can switch and find what works best on any given time period at any given time. Um, and so I want my audience to know that, yeah. you know, just because someone sees success in well, alt trading doesn't mean you will as well. That That's exactly what I wanted to say. And that's something I often say is my telegram channel every time i post on twitter is that it, it, it's if first you have to trade with cautions when it comes to altcoins and especially the ones i trade on eob for example because these are uh, these are very volatile and sometimes just just doing nonsense uh, a setup that is looking nice can just basically go to shit in like two minutes before bouncing back and you just got wrecked and you don't know why so it's like it, it, it has risk you have to understand and I believe it just fits with trading in general. So many people start trading, make a first win and tend to think that trading is easy and that you just have to, to copy someone or just have to find a system that worked two times for it to work ten times. And the thing is that I don't know if you stop but I often at least one time per month I share this this Duner Kruger um I don't know exactly the name. Um, Dunning-Kruger effect. effect? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because I believe it's the best way to describe so many people when it comes to trading. Like so many people who just arrived and they bought Bitcoin in February and therefore they think that they are the, the, new, the new wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> and it just, it just doesn't work that way. And I believe that if you speak to any trader, almost all of them will tell you the same thing is that trading is definitely not easy definitely not for everybody and it's not because someone is posting constant gains on twitter that first they are actually doing it at second that you can't do it yourself sometimes you, you would be better not buying not trading you know yeah it, it's definitely not for everybody every trader that i've had on at some point in the episode i will drop hey guys you know trading is a fucking miserable experience it is extremely hard yeah. most people lose money um but for the people that you know want to trade these these kind of episodes i think it helps them helps them a lot and at least gives them some of the tools that they can use to yeah. start their career trading um exactly. so there was one thing that you touched on there uh and it's the fact that some alt, alt setups kind of fall fall to shit pretty quickly um and stuff can be invalidated you know at in a yeah. snap um so how, how do you deal with the liquidity of some of these smaller quote-unquote shit coins uh when you're trading that that's one of the the, the, the tricky questions like i know that some traders on uob because of that for example don't use 
uh, stops. They only use manual stops with a, a, a percentage of, you know, like, if of course, if something is losing 15%, they will, they will try quit the, the, the trade, obviously. But some people are just not watching intraday, intraday actions. Uh, personally, what I do, I always use stops whenever, even if I can get, even if I get uh, invalidated. That's all right. I find either I find something else, either I look for a re-entry, but I'd rather just save my capital than just saying, okay, I'm not using stops because I'm expecting it to bounce back. It's like, no, 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 okay. Uh, I'm personally always using stop loss, even on, on illiquid uh, shit coins like this, even if I know that some don't. And as I said, if I get, if I get scam wicked, then either I'll find a re-entry, either I'll find another shitcoin. There are thousands of shitcoins in the market. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right if I miss one. I, I think that's also one of the most important things is that so many people are looking to trade everything and they are always looking to revenge trade one of their failing setup. And this is something I learned with time. It's if you get invalidated, even if it's by a scam week, it's, it's supposed to be because that when you took the trade, you decided that this level was your invalidation. Just stick to it. And if you really think that it was a scam week and that it's gonna eventually pump uh, because it didn't already, then find a re-entry, but just use freaking stop losses. <laughs> like so many people tell me, yeah, but imagine on this trade, if you use the stop loss, you would be wrecked. I would be saved. I would have the same capital that I calculated and I would re-entry if I wanted to re-entry. So I would say that it's just basic risk management, uh, despite some people might say. No, I, I really appreciate that because I know people who say, oh, I don't use stop loss. And I think that it's more, it becomes gambling at a point, you know, especially with the, yeah, especially with these all, illiquid all, all coins. The, all the cans... Yeah, or or they have, or maybe they they have their own system where they can, I don't know, just watch the market and dodge the bullets. Some are some are doing it great. I know some people who are not always using stop loss and they never get wrecked. But either because they can, because they have, they not they are not all in in the position and therefore they can afford a bigger loss than usual. There are, they, there might be some explanations, but personally. I, I'm not rolling on the gold. I'm still trying to grow my capital and to preserve it. So I'm just, I'm just always using a stop loss. Smart, and uh, I agree with your tactic. Uh, the other thing, <laughs> the other thing that you talked about was uh, this idea that you know there are countless setups out there. If you get stopped out of a trade or your trade's invalidated, you can go find another one, but not to rush into it. You talk about the fact that so many people just want to. Oh, yeah look at a chart yeah i i feel like you know they'll look at a chart and be like i have to either short or long right now um and a lot of a lot of what trading is is finding those perfect setups waiting for them to happen not entering early or late um so i really appreciate you you bringing both of those up uh the stops and finding the right setup um so i this is this, it, 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 it often comes from personal experience. Like this is one of the mistakes I was 
always doing when I was getting kicked off a trade. I was like, okay, yeah, let's short it. I got kicked because I was wrong. It's definitely going down or things like this. And now I was talking about it. I made a post about it on, on, on Twitter and Telegram a few days ago. I was saying that no, most of the time when I get kicked out of a trade, I just keep thinking that, okay, I, if I got kicked, it's because this was my invalidation level. I stick to the initial plan. And most importantly, I delete the chart from my watch list. I give me a couple of hours before watching back because I know that I could still revenge trade sometimes. And I just try to be more disciplined. Oh, I, I completely agree. I mean, I I have a lot of stuff that I focus on. I've got the podcast. I've got the Amazon business. Yeah. I do a little bit of trading. But honestly, when I make a trade, win or lose, it's usually close the chart for the rest of the day. I'm not yeah. trying to make trading a living. Um, because if I don't, I'll try to enter another trade and it'll end up going against me. I've seen it happen so many times. Um, <laughs> so it kind of sounds like we're on the same page there. I mean, I, I think that might have something to do with the fact that this isn't our full-time job. Um, and so it's a little yeah, bit different. But I also... And when you, if, you trade, if you trade daily to weekly charts, you you shouldn't be able to to revenge trade. You shouldn't be able to do that because it wouldn't fit your system. No, completely by agree. De by, de by, by definition. Right, yeah. <laughs> These are much longer term trades. You shouldn't be getting in and out of them consistently. Um, yeah. But no, I, I think a lot of people who are listening to this aren't full-time traders as well. So I think it'll be very beneficial to hear from you especially. Um, so I, I thank you for kind of giving us your rationale and your reasoning for your trading system and the fact that you do trade alts. Um, so now moving forward, can you tell us what you're most excited for in the coming 12 months? Do you have anything big in your pipeline well there are a couple of things i'm i'm definitely excited first obviously as an ad trader uh i tend to believe that we are we are currently witnessing some sort of of comeback from altcoins most of them are starting to print interesting charts interesting reversal pattern at least consolidated accumulation for most of them so even if it's not a problem for me, if altcoins in general are not doing great, uh, you can always find something to trade. Uh, I tend to believe that in the next 12 months, we should have at least a window, maybe weeks or months, where altcoins are going to outperform Bitcoin. And this will be a great time to trade altcoins. Maybe it already started. Uh, for me, it started already a couple of months ago. but it will be maybe easier but try use yeah easier but be careful with the word easy so i i think what you're hitting at here is an alt season yeah, and that people people hate the word i i know people I hate the word and i know you were <laughs> dancing around it so i'll say it for you <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I just don't want to be that guy that, that jigs that. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I completely agree. And I can tell you are trying not to use the word. So I wanted to push it myself. And uh, I will take the blame for this one. Um, yeah, well, no, no, but most seriously, I, I, I don't believe I'm the only one witnessing that. I mean, and we are seeing more and more altcoins popping left and right. Uh, the Bitcoin dominance starting 
slowly grinding down even even if at the moment we are doing that podcast it's it actually at support uh if if you try if you chart the bitcoin dominance i know that it's some sort of a subject too but um so yeah as an adco trader that would be the one of the few things i'm really excited about um on the other end uh i've joined a couple of weeks ago now um the no crypto lineup with uh with uh, a few traders like uh loma uh bob nick broco uh, dog another a few others uh i've been proposed by bob to join the platform and i obviously said yes i mean it's a uh, it's an honor for me to join a lineup with these guys that I used to follow and that I learned so much from. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about No Crypto because it gives me a platform to 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 share my thought process a little bit more in details. And I actually believe that this is one of the most important thing about this platform, much more than just giving an entry, stop loss, and, and targets. Uh, having the possibility to share in details your your thought process um, is really important. This is basically what I I would have liked to have something like this when I started uh, trading uh, two years ago. Uh, especially because you have so much different trading styles in the platform. Uh, I definitely don't trade like Credible, for example. I definitely don't trade like uh, like Loma. Well, no. We trade a bit, <laughs> we bit the same, but so yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, so I mean, sorry, before you go on to whatever yeah. else that you had, <laughs> I hate to interrupt, but uh, I actually, no, 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 I, I did have Loma on uh, the yeah. show to talk about now crypto, and I am, you know, I've been excited about it since we had that call, I'll check in with him, see how things are going, um, and we kind of talked about the importance. That episode was focused on the importance of you know, getting a wide variety of traders and then, you yeah. know, the benefits of getting into their mindset, not just seeing their setup, but seeing all of the background thought behind it, their thought process throughout the trade and then up until close. So congratulations, congratulations for being uh, invited to be a part of that. And I can't wait to see what you've got. Yeah, yeah, I already, I already shared one or two trades over there. One that got completely destroyed by the plus 35% uh, bonds on uh, Bitcoin, but <laughs> that's something. Uh, but yeah, yeah, uh, I actually work a lot uh, with Loma and Mac, for example, for the for the last couple of months. Uh, we are talking almost on a daily basis, and that's I think that helped uh, for me to join the platform, considering both of them are, are part of the lineup already. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that was also one of the main reason I was really excited to to do it because yeah, it's basically working with mates. Awesome, man! I I couldn't be happier for you. I'm really excited for the stuff that you're putting out. Uh, and then there was one last thing I kind of cut you off there. Was there was there something else that you're excited for in the next year or so? Yeah, well, uh, I think I think it's pretty obvious for a lot of people in this market, but I'm really super excited to see how oh, 2020 and the Bitcoin halvening is gonna impact this market, not only as a trader, but just 
I can't wait to see. I'm a curious person, and I can't wait to see what is going to be the impact. Is it going to be like the last times? Is it going to have a positive impact on price? To all the market of all the miners are going to react. Is there going to be some changes and things like this? I really can't wait for 2020. I can. I cannot. I can't believe we're already at the end of the. Everything is moving way too fast. Uh, but yeah, I'm ready. I'm just super excited to see how things keep moving with these markets because one of the main reasons I trade cryptocurrencies is also is at the basis because I'm really excited about the technology and Bitcoin. I mean, I could trade Amazon stocks, but I'm not a fan of logistics, <laughs> so <laughs> I won't. But yeah, yeah, I'm just super excited for for cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin in general. Yeah, this this past year blew by in almost an instant, and uh, yeah. next year is going to be a big year for us. You know, I, I see it talked about on Twitter pretty consistently of uh, the Bitcoin having, like the happening, what's going to happen. Uh, everyone yeah. thinks there's going to be a massive run up in price. Uh, people are kind of speculating on it, but I think regardless of what happens, it's going to be exciting. Um, yeah, but even without even without that, like. There is no one day, one boring day. This market, is like, no. there is, it's, it's 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 a freaking twenty-four <laughs> market. So you basically always have something to do, to watch, to talk about. There are so many different people involved, from the influencers, from the traders, from the exchanges. No, we have Chinese government. <laughs> I mean. It's just it, it's getting wild. It, with, with each day, it kind of Bitcoin kind of solidifies itself <clears throat> into the general finance landscape, um, and it, it's just been exciting to watch it progress. You know, I I bought Bitcoin first in 2016, so it's been yeah. you know over three years now, and it's just so crazy where we were to where we are now. Like you're saying, a couple days ago to yesterday, even the Chinese government's yeah. talking about it. Um, and they're talking about, you know, mining and how that's going to change. So I, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, you as a yeah. trader, I think the happening is going to be crucial for you guys. Um, and it's going to, you know, kind of cause some chaos in the market, which will be great for you guys. Yeah, <clears throat> um, well, that, that's, also the, that's also the main reason why many people, I believe, are rushing into trying to stack sets as much as they can, as long as the bull market structure is intact. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, you stack as much as you can before the halving and pray to God price goes up, which we've seen in previ <laughs> previous years. So um, I think the, the, the mad dash to acquire as much Bitcoin as possible is currently happening. And I think you're doing an excellent job with your alt trading of stacking Bitcoin before we get to, you, you know, 2020. Um, Very serious business. Yeah, right. Um, so before we go, I just want to ask, um, you know, we just finished talking about how everyone's trying to stack as much Bitcoin as possible. So for anyone who's just getting into alt trading now, what's your biggest tip for them? Well, what I often say to people starting to trade is first, take your time. Like, so many people are willing to rush into the market and long this, long that. Just take your time. Watch the screen. Watch the chart. Start. Take the time to understand what you're looking at. 
follow some people on Twitter who are sharing clean and great charts and reverse engineer for them. Spend some time trying to understand what they are trying to show you and why it's important to them and why it should be important to you. Uh, follow some people like CryptoCred. I know it's a basic advice and that many people are saying the same thing, but the free content he's putting out there is just incredible. And yes, take your time, take the time to learn, find the system that fits you and go easy. Don't try to go all in on your first outcome trade or on your first long or short Bitcoin. Just time is money and you're trading, so you're supposed to love money. So try not to lose it. I completely agree. I think there's this huge misconception that because the markets are 24-7 and it's always go, yes, go, go, exactly. you have to constantly be trading and moving quickly. But if you take a step back and look at you know any chart for a day, it moves a little bit slower than you'd think. Um, yeah, it's, if you just zoom out, take your time. And and if you start a trading and you, are, you have some losing strike, or even if you've been trading for a while, take a step back. Like you, you have the right not to trade. If you want to Bitcoin exposure, maybe just keep spot buy position. But you don't have to trade all the time. Like I often just stop trading for a few days when I have a losing strike, like or even a winning strike, to be honest. But yeah, take your time. This this would be my biggest advice. Yeah, I think I think especially for some of you guys and the people who want to, you know, swing trade and look at these higher time frames. It's hard after sitting in a position for a while, losing, you know, a couple percent, 10 percent, whatever it is, you know, however much you do lose, uh, you immediately want to be like, hey, I got to make that back. Let's get into another trade. But you're here. You're saying, you know, take a day or two off, really refocus, regroup and then get back to it. Because if you try to revenge trade and make your Bitcoin back, you're just going to end up losing more. Um, and I'm saying that from experience, like, like I, I think I had my best year of trading, definitely this year. But for example, and this is exactly what you said, during the last few days I had some, some losses, minors one, because I have this risk management that helps me not getting wrecked. But yet, even after months of killing it, it destroyed your mentality. And I used to just say, okay, I need to make up for that and re-enter a trade and things like this. I've learned to stop doing that and basically just say, okay, you know what? Talk later, gonna take some time off, uh, gonna keep in the longs I have open, gonna match them, but I'm not entering any new trades. And it sounds dumb, it sounds easy, but once you start trading a 24-7 market, you'll understand uh, that sometimes it's hard to know to take a step back completely agree um so i know before we go i just want to ask one more question um i know you talked about kind of your trading strategy and you know what type of trading you do say someone hears this episode they go they open an alt chart right and it's on the one day or the one week what is the first thing that you do when you open a chart, a new, a brand new chart, what, what, what are some of the like things that you do to see if this is, Hey, maybe a bullish setup or a bearish setup. So the two 
main things I use when I trade and the two first thing I look for and look at when I open a trade, that's contrade. First, I take a look at uh, the moving average. I know that it's something I, I've added to my trading strategy only a few months ago. This is something I've started doing thanks to Nika once again. I open the one day chart and I look at the 100 MA chart, 100 MA. Depending how far we are from the 100 MA, depending if we are above, depending of the gap between the 100 MA and the rest of the MAs, I know if something is ready to pump or not. This is something I've already explained a few times, but the gap between MAs gives me an understanding of the current trade and what I could expect. So first thing I look at naked charts, I look at this. Then I'm trying to find, I, I'm a simple trader. I'm just looking for horizontal, horizontal levels, support and resistance. It's as easy as that. I'm basically only trading based on a few moving averages and uh, support resistances. Most of my trades are, are based on 100 MA retests and support resistant retests. The the one the most Gucci setup for me when it comes to altcoin trading and sometimes even Bitcoin is for example a 100 MA break and retests that is on the confluence with a support resistance flip. It gives me confidence that it has room to grow and it gives me a clear invalidation. So I would say keep things simple look for support resistances it might sound dumb to say it i know some people are using complex complex trading systems personally uh, after trying a lot of them i came back to the most basics and simple setups support resistance flips and the most classical ma's just because it gives you a clearer idea of the trend it removes the noise it gives you an average don't use it as an indicator, just use it as something that tells you if the chart is ready or not. There we go. I, I love the fact that you keep it simple. You talked about the 100-day MA and then also it's, just... It's, it's a very classical one. It's like the one, the MA 101 right? it works until it doesn't. Maybe sometimes, some days it won't, but for the last few months, it, it helped me to... I don't use it like I'm not basing a trade only on that never i always have some sort of confluence as i said support resistances things like this but it gives you at least an idea it gives you a picture of the trend to just base a trade off of one single indicator is a little bit foolish you said you also use support and resistance and i it's yeah. so simple and it works we've seen it working for you on twitter I think a lot of people like to overcomplicate things, and if they can make that work for them, that's great. That's what, exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's if you have a trading system that can be considered as complex, like A dot waves or something like this, at least complex to me. Uh, at least complex to me. At least as long as it works for you, it's all right. Just do whatever works for you. You do you. That's you are the one trading. You are the one pressing the buy button and the sell button do whatever works for you but as from my experience I've started the first thing I learned when I started trading was how to spot support and resistances 
and then I tried a lot of things. Uh, I tried a lot of more complex trading systems. And at the end, I came back to two. I can trade the chart based on two horizontal lines. It's, uh, it's, it's madness to some, but I, I, you've made it work. And it's tried and tried and tested, to be honest. Um, so I appreciate you giving us just those two. You know, it's it, it's your way of trading. It's your secret sauce, quote unquote. But it's so simple. Um, it I, I so often say it works for me as long as it does. And and it's not it's not set in stone. Like my trading system is evolving every every days. The, I, I, every day I speak with other trader, and every day they teach me something else. And if it can fit in my trading system, if it helps me to to understand charts better, to look for better targets, to have a better invalidation, then I just implement it in my training system. You, you sh I don't believe you should stick to you to one training system, or if you think you have nothing left to learn, you're not trying harder, uh, hard enough. Perfectly said. I, I don't think it needs any more elaboration. Um, before we go, yeah. just two, one last quick thing. Um, so you already mentioned now crypto and then crypto cred study guide as two great resources. Do you have any others for my listeners who maybe want to investigate this a little bit more? I, I could give a few names of people. You should spend some time trying to reverse engineering their charts, meaning, yeah, spending some time watching their charts and trying to to understand what they're looking for. So I would say there is also main that I've learned a lot from. Um, I don't know exactly. I think it's Trader Main. I, yeah, I'll, I'll get his Twitter. I'll include it. I'll include, include oh, nice. creds. And then there is also uh, Trader XO um, that I have learned so much from too because we are talking a lot and he has more experience than me and he, he taught me a lot too, especially on the discipline part of a trade and things like this. But there's also one thing I, I would add is that especially when you trade altcoins that I didn't have the chance to talk about and that I'm going to learn more in the coming weeks that I think it's something that is missing in my, my trading system is to have a good understanding of the token metrics. I think it's an important part understanding uh, how a team is uh, distributing the tokens of of the altcoins between exchanges, between um, between uh, partners, and things like this. And some people are, are experts in token metrics. And personally, the, the the one guy that is my my guy in terms of fundamentals uh, is Chrisma on Twitter. Is K K R M A underscore zero. Is the guy that I'm always going to when it comes to fundamentals, and it's important when you trade altcoins, not fundamentals especially. Don't I don't really care if your altcoin is curing cancer or else. I trade charts, but token metrics are really important. Completely agree. Uh, so you had the three extra ones there. We'll have all of their Twitter bios, or I mean their Twitter handles in the description. You can go follow them. You can reach out to them. They've all been yeah. very helpful on Twitter. Um, definitely all of them so i i really appreciate it man you've you've come on you've dropped a lot you've really explained how to altcoin trade properly um 
and I, I just want to thank you again and then ask you if there's anything else that you think we missed that you might want to mention. No, no, I, I think we we said pretty much uh, a lot of things. Yeah, I didn't want it to forget the, the token matrix part, especially because it's something that I'm missing uh, that I don't have the knowledge I think I should have because it's really important. Yeah, I mean, uh, but, oh, yeah. You, you've seen on Twitter, uh, people were talking about Beam and Grin uh, for yeah. a while, and I think their, uh, you know, their emissions yeah, or whatever, it was, it was just a mess. And Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but there's that, and it's also because it can help you. It can help you understand maybe how a market maker is acting and why on particular shitcoin and why it's done pumping on or why it's gonna pump. At the end of the day, you trade a chart, but it's important to know that because it can give you a different edge, an additional narrative, no matter what you want, but sometimes it helps. There we go. All right. Perfect way to end the episode. Again, I just want to thank you for taking the time and coming on. I'm really looking yeah. forward to getting this one on. It was with pleasure. I hope that my French accent wasn't too terrible. Oh, no, not at all. Understood everything. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> all right. Have a good one, man. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, you know, the show's for you guys and make it for you guys. Um, and it wouldn't happen without you guys. So uh, I really do want to thank you for that. Um, and, you know, if you found anything in this episode helpful or any of the previous episodes that I've put out, um, can you just do me a huge favor and leave us a review? Um, it would really help us out. Um, and then on top of that, uh, could you also share it with any friends, family, uh, anyone on social media? You know, if if there's something that spoke to you in any of these episodes, I would really appreciate it if you could do that for us. Um, so thanks again for listening and, uh, hope to see you next episode.